Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? When are you guys going to learn? The more you indict, the more we unite. Facts. It's Trump 2024. We don't care. You heard me? We already made our mind up. You already know when the hood got your back. Man, they deep in the hood. Gangsters. Talking about Trump 2024. You heard me? Woo, woo. Wah. Gangsters. The hood got this man back. I'm just trying to tell you. You heard me? And we ain't, we ain't stupid, man. American people, man. We ain't, we ain't all them talking about lockdowns and back when the mask and all that. You know, they got a new virus coming and it's going to be, man, nobody don't care. Ain't fooling nobody no more with none of that. You know, new jack, man, nobody, nobody being fooled no more. We all the way up. You heard me? It's Trump 2024. That's what it's going to be because we ain't having nothing else. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Hour three of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Uh, Lloyd Austin. You know, I've, I've for a long time thought this guy was a zero. Every time he talks, let's think about his track record, right? What has he overseen? Can, can we just start with Afghanistan? He was, he was the guy. The, the Secretary of Defense. Who, who oversaw an absolutely catastrophic and deadly Withdrawal from Afghanistan, where we leave behind tens of billions of dollars of weapons, helicopters, grenades, firearms out the freaking wazoo, tanks and trucks and all of it. Well, that was a great success. See, we ended that. I told you we'd get out of there. Really? What else did he oversee? Oh, that's right. The Chinese spy balloon. Hey, what's that up there? Ah, it's nothing. That's nothing. Wow, it seems like something. It's flying over all of these military installations. I'm sure it's no big deal. Oh, it's a Chinese spy balloon. Ah, didn't get anything, he tells us. Believe me. Really? Well, then how about, how about the vaccine mandate for every single member of the military? That was Lloyd Austin. Great job, Lloyd. So you know what? I don't have any sympathy, commiseration, empathy, thoughts, hope and healing. I got nothing for Lloyd Austin. But I do find this story about his quote-unquote cancer diagnosis to be very suspicious. Because we don't trust anybody anymore. So, So what did we know? Well, he was AWOL (laughs) while we're involved in multiple wars. Great time to be AWOL. Great time to allegedly have some elective surgery. I'm going to go with if he really has prostate cancer, because that's what they're telling people, which means that's not what it is. That's not an elective surgery. 
That's not like, well, I think I'm going to probably get my prostate removed. It's cancerous. So I'm thinking about maybe next Christmas. No, you're like, dude, get it out. Let's go. None of this makes sense. And then nobody in the Department of Defense knew what was going on. Joe Biden didn't know. We're supposed to be like, what? He, he didn't tell Joe. Well, would you? Would Joe Biden be able to process it? Really? Sad. True. So now you've got House members, Republicans, digging into this outrageous secret hospital stay. You don't have to be secretive when you're not lying to people, right? You, you don't need a cheat sheet. You don't need the answers in advance written for you. You don't need to know who you're supposed to call on. They haven't been selected. You, you don't need the media to run interference for you. You don't need social media companies to work on your behalf to delete people who are sniffing around at the truth you are free and unencumbered when you tell the truth. Whatever the consequence might be, there is that undeniable peace that prevents needing any of the aforementioned, right? So all of this is filthy. All of it. House Armed Services Committee Chairman Mike Rogers Tuesday, launched a formal congressional investigation into Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's hospitalization, demanding a detailed account of his stay and how he communicated his absence to Pentagon and Biden administration officials. I, I want to talk to I want to talk to Mike Rogers. And I want to say, look, my man, I, I'm super appreciative that that you want to do this. But what makes you think that they're going to tell you the truth about anything? Anthony Fauci lies every single time he's quote unquote under under oath because they know they're not going to be held accountable there is no responsibility because that is the system so this is great we're going to have a quote unquote hearing but you've got a growing number of americans saying what the hell is that going to do they're just going to lie because that's all they know how to do. Every single part of this administration, its policies, its build back better, it's all based on garbage. Duh. The Alabama Republican called Austin's effort to conceal his January 1 admittance to Walter Reed National Military <gasps> Medical Center after complications related to a December surgery to treat prostate cancer, outrageous, I would call it fictitious. Because it presumes that anybody is telling you anything that's reasonable and honest. You've got to love Peter Ducey. You have to love anybody who's willing to ask questions. So if you're going to lie about everything anyway... If you're not going to be forthcoming about the leader of the United States military, who, by the way, rather than getting troops ready, rather than being like this strong leader who's got great concepts and military might and strategy, right? He wants to he wants to muddy the waters and let transgender people serve in the military. He, he, he wants he, he wants the, the, the rank and file to be browbeaten into taking classes on how to be woke. Really? This is our guy. This is the best of the best. He sucks. 
How are we supposed to believe anything? John Kirby is going to try like heck to explain the unexplainable and to try to dig himself out of a hole that is too big to get out of. Listen to the give and go audio soundbite one. Why should we believe anything that this administration tells us about anything ever again? I think we all recognize, and I think the Pentagon has been very, very honest with themselves about uh, <laughs> the, um, the challenge to, to, to credibility by what, by what has transpired here and by what, and by uh, uh, uh. how, how uh, how hard it was for them to be fully transparent with the American people. I think we all recognize that. And, and wait, wait now, just give me a second now. I, I know you got another one coming here, but, but we all recognize that this didn't unfold the way it should have on so many levels, not just the notification process up the chain of command, but the transparency issue. We all recognize that. And, and I think we all want to make sure we learn from that. We're going to learn from that. Look, I know. I, you know what? This is, there's a lot of weird, ah, it's a bad look. You're right, a bad look. Um, we just got to make sure it doesn't happen again. Oh, is that how it works? <laughs> is that how it works, John? Please. You're terrible. All of you are terrible. It's embarrassing. You're an embarrassment to all of us. Who tell the truth? You don't have to struggle with transparency if you're not trying to hide anything. How, how, how is that a struggle? Because you know what you're doing is garbage. And then it goes on, and this is a great point. Well, if we can't trust you about this and everything else, then how can we trust you about blank? Listen. If the administration is going to go to such great lengths to keep secrets about the defense secretary's health, how can anybody be certain? that the administration would not go to the same lengths to keep secret problems with President Biden's health in the future. If, if you could logically argue, and you can't. You can. But if you could logically argue that the administration... He's wait, 81 wait. years old. Wait a second. Wait a second, Just give Bob. me a second here, bub. I'll get there. If, if the administration made some sort of Machiavellian effort uh, across the board to, to to keep this from getting public, then I think your question has merit and, and certainly is a fair one. I don't think it's a fair one because that's not what happened here. Right. What happened here is the Secretary of Defense, uh, for whatever reason, I can't answer the question why, uh, that information wasn't shared, wasn't shared widely in the department, and it worse? certainly wasn't shared with you the inner agency. Know. It's, not, it's not good. It's certainly not good, which is why, again, we want to learn from this. We want to, <sighs> we want to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Oh, we didn't, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to get all those gold bars and all that money. I just, you know what? I'll be better. I, it won't happen again. Honest. Honest engine. Oh, wait a minute. I'm not allowed to say that. <laughs> right? Okay, so, but wait. Uh... It gets better, and I've got a BS board that's going to walk us through something, okay? So don't go anywhere. I'll break that out next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. I love the, you know what? We've just got to do better. This is just, I agree, this is unacceptable. We need to learn from this. It's almost like it's all predetermined and it goes by the same playbook. Oh my gosh, we have a BS board about that. 
time to cut the crap. Because Wendy's breaking out the Ireland contracting BS board. You know, every now and again, you've got to have it all written out just so you can see where the flow chart is. This is the anatomy, basically, of a scumbag, the take-no-responsibility game. It's all we're talking about today. If one person out there would say, yeah, that was wrong, we should fire that individual. We're going to send a message. We're going to take charge. Maybe the faith of the American people would hang in there, but not anymore. What do you need to do in the take no responsibility game? Well, number one, you have to act hurt. Like, what? What happened? Uh, Oh, my gosh. You're accusing me of withholding information from you? What? That's outrageous. Once you do that, which is usually theatrical, then you've got to do number two. You got to blame someone else. No, 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 don't blame me. Blame someone else, right? What did the defense department do? Well, they blamed all sorts of different staffers. Well, we didn't tell because, well, he was sick and he needed to have a surgery. And then this guy, he was on vacation. And then the other person who was supposed to do it, ah, she had the flu and the dog ate my homework, right? Blame somebody else. Twist yourself in knots. Number three, pretend to be surprised. Ah. <sighs> I, you know what? When, when we found 1,800 boxes of classified documents all over the place, we were just as surprised as you. What? That happened? This is crazy. We agree. Outrageous. <laughs> that buys you a little bit of time. Then you go to number four. Say you took immediate action. Look, the minute we found out. We got our best people on it. When Joe Biden found out that he had those classified documents, he was on the horn immediately. His lawyers, the National Archives, it was immediate. We take this responsible. We take it very seriously. (laughs) Then you got to go to number five. Got to ask for some kind of forgiveness. Look, I really didn't mean to. We, We didn't mean to. We've got to get better. John Kirby just tried. We need to get better so this doesn't happen. Honestly. That's our strategy. Really? That leads you, of course, to number six. Got to act like you're a good person, right? How do you do that? I've dedicated my whole life to this institution. That man, Lloyd Austin, is the best defense secretary we've ever had. And this is so unfair. Piling on him. He's sick, right? Got to be a victim. Then he brings us to number seven. Hey, You got to play the victim card if one through six doesn't work. How dare you? And you know what's happening now because of you people? I'm getting death threats. It's awful. And when all that blows up in your face, because people are like, you suck. We know you suck. Just admit it. Then you drop number eight. You blame Trump, racism, or Putin. You pick one th- one through three, all of the above, and then rinse and repeat. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be here all week. That is the plan. That is what they do. So how do you know that that's the plan? Well, I saw a little headline. Got two kind of ancillary headlines for you. One is that in Europe, nobody's buying electric cars. Wow, that's a, that's a shocker. Why would nobody be buying electric cars, right? Well, because they suck. They're costly. 
They don't work appropriately. The power grid's not up and ready. There aren't enough people to repair them. And oh, by the way, if one of the batteries catches fire, you're screwed. Hope it's not in your house, friends. (laughs) Right? There's not enough water in the ocean to stop that fire. Not to mention the whole raping Mother Earth using Uyghur, you know, Muslims, whatever. (laughs) Let's not get in the weeds of how all the many ways that that's you're supposed to scratch your head. It's so surprising to me. They have all these cars on the lots. Nobody wants to buy them. It's sort of like the great, the great mystery of the of the aquatic mammals that are dying in droves. Wait, what are you talking about? You mean to tell me that all of a sudden, all of this, these whales and dolphins are dying because of the as uh, 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 drilling into the into the ocean floor to put up these stupid. You know, pylon so we can put windmills in the middle of the ocean because that's going to save the planet. What? And yes, friends, steps one through seven here are well utilized by every member of that whole climate change posse of filth. All of this is so obvious. Nobody is surprised. And yet the lies to cover it up Stop lying about the whale deaths. I'm reading SaveCoastalWildlife.com. If you have to put something up that says everybody is lying about you, you're the liar. If you need somebody in the Biden administration to come forward and to claim that you're getting threatened because of the unfair treatment of something, you are the problem. See, they just think that you're too stupid to see all of this. But I know that you're not. Sometimes it helps to see it on the board, right? So now you can feel comfortable. Aha! That's a number four. I know exactly. I'll take a number five and a side of two. You know exactly what's coming your way. Coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, Mika Brzezinski from MSNBC, Joe Scarborough's wife. (laughs) She's just absolutely flabbergasted because two groups of voters aren't hearing her leftist message. And, and the display is magnifico. Do not miss it. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Do you ever feel kind of silly that you didn't more carefully scrutinize every single word these clods have have sprayed on us. Joe Biden, we're going to we're going to bring decency back to the White House. We're going to bring the adults back to Washington DC. We're going to show you what transparency is like. This is what America needs, not more nonsense about Donald Trump, which we've manufactured because we're addicted. Because he has stopped our plan to ruin this country and make it a globalist empire of suck. And we are so angry at that man. It's so ridiculous. I'm reading some of the coverage of of Hunter Biden showing up for this hearing. Breaking. Nancy Mace rips into Hunter Biden following his surprise appearance at the House hearing for holding him in contempt. Hunter Biden should be arrested right here, right now, and go straight to jail. Where where is the line? Where, Where does it say that certain people can get away with quite literally murder 
and others aren't allowed to even stand and gather and protest. It's so beyond. And the ire I have for every single one of these sniveling fools in Congress and every single person who voted for them, it drives me crazy. Every now and again, there is a victory. And I believe the victory today is going to come by MSNBC's hand. This is beautiful. So if you're not a, a frequent flyer of MSNBC, and I'm, I'm commonly not, though we have to kind of flip through some of this stuff. Joe Scarborough and his wife, Minka, Mika Brzezinski, uh, host this show, Morning Joe. They've got Al Sharpton, other people, blah, blah, blah. In this particular give and go, you're going to hear Mika Brzezinski talking specifically about some really staggering data coming out of Iowa. Iowa caucuses next week. And apparently she is absolutely flabbergasted that the folks in Iowa have not been paying attention to her drumbeat. The browbeat of Donald Trump is the devil. Because they're voting, according to polling, very much differently than she would want. And she's, she's quite literally speechless. She, she doesn't know what to say. So it's about evangelicals, all right, and first-time Iowa caucus goers. So we're going to presume the lion's share of the first-timers are young people, right? People who've never been engaged in elections or who've not been allowed to vote. Uh, even though dead people can <laughs> and migrants, apparently people who've been dead for 100 years. But whatever. These two groups, evangelicals and first time caucus goers, are not understanding the rules. And the rule is do not vote for Donald Trump. Well, she's beyond herself. And she's talking to their national political correspondent, a guy named Steve Kornacki. We've played him before. Oh, no. Something's going on out there, she says. Audio soundbite number one. She's just, oh, I, I just don't get it. I, I don't understand. Go. New polling shows former President Trump making larger inroads with two key groups when compared to 2016. Evangelicals and first-time caucus goers. Hmm. NBC News national political correspondent Steve Gornacki is with us from the big board. Steve, what are the latest polls showing us about Trump's gain with these two groups? I'm just, oh. I, I'm, I have no words for e evangelical voters at this point. Oh. It, it's a, just in terms of the numbers on this, I'll show you here in a second, it is a dramatic uh, pick your adjective, dramatic turnaround, I'll, I'll say, since 2016 in terms of where Trump stands with the evangelicals. We've seen this nationally, and I think it's the biggest story in Iowa. It's the big. She doesn't know what to do. She's judging the evangelicals. Shame on you. Shame on you, God-fearing souls. <laughs> uh, they're not getting the message, Mika, because they see through the filth of everything that you put out every day. The pants on fire. Oh, my gosh. They're not buying it. They're seeing exactly what's going on. So Steve Kornacki's at the wall and he's going to go and he's going to talk about 2016. All right. So let's talk eight years ago. Where was Trump eight years ago with these groups? He wasn't fantastic. Right. I think Ted Cruz was beating him. 
in uh, evangelicals, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, and still Donald Trump amazingly managed to win the, the general election. Let's go back to 2016. Here's Steve Kornacki. Eight years ago, Iowa caucuses, first time in the 2016, uh, first contest of the 2016 uh, process. Remember, Trump lost Iowa. He came in second to Ted Cruz. He barely held off Marco Rubio for third place. Remember, there were a couple days there after Iowa in 2016. People were saying, hey, maybe this Trump thing will all fall apart. He ended up winning New Hampshire, turning it around. But the reason, the overriding reason that Donald Trump lost Iowa in 2016 is right here. This is the exit poll from the caucuses. This is the evangelical vote. About 64 percent of the Iowa Republican electorate in 2016 was evangelical. And look, Ted Cruz won it. He won it by double digits, 34 to 22 over Donald Trump. So Cruz with a double digit win among evangelicals, there was a lot of resistance, a lot of skepticism. Trump had some support with evangelicals, but Cruz was the candidate of the evangelicals in Iowa in 2016, and he won the state. And he won the state. All right, so back in 2016, Donald Trump got 22% of the evangelical vote, which Steve Kornacki just illustrated represents 64% of the voting populace in Iowa. Okay? Here's Mika Brzezinski behind the scenes. You can hear her microphone is hot. She's... (laughs) She's going through her papers. She can't even handle listening to this guy say this stuff because then he's going to drop the ultimate bomb. All right. 22%. Donald Trump got 22% of the evangelical vote in 2016. What's it looking like this time? Go. Among evangelicals, look at the turnaround. Trump, who was losing by 12 to Ted Cruz, now with an outright majority, 51% of the evangelical vote, basically two to one over his nearest foe, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, barely in double digits, 51%. That tracks, by the way, with Trump in that poll, his overall support in Iowa, we also had at 51%. He more than doubled his evangelical support from 2016, and he's not been in office for three years. And it's fantastic (laughs) because it's twisting this lady beyond, all right? So there's Ron DeSantis. He can't even get close, according to this poll, to Donald Trump. And what have have they said? Apparently, if, if, if Ron DeSantis doesn't do well in Iowa... Allegedly, I don't believe it. He's going to drop out. I, I doubt that very much. That time, that ship has sailed, Ron, and so has your political career. Now, audio soundbite number three. Uh, this is this is fantastic. Is this four? Are we on four now? Okay. This is the first time caucus goers. These are people who've never voted for, before. Whether they've been disenfranchised, whether they haven't been plugged in, they never cared before. Now they care, or whether these are young people who have now gotten the ability to vote. These people are not fooling around with who they're voting for. Listen. This is always a wild card group in caucuses. First time (laughs) caucus goers can often be about 40 percent of the uh, caucus electorate. Here is a group that Trump won in 2016, although it was close. He got 30 percent Cruz Rubio both in the 20s. So this was a group that kept Trump in the game in 2016. Wasn't enough to win the state for him. But look at this. 
When you look now in our poll at first-time caucus goers, Trump with a 51-point advantage over his nearest foe here, Ron DeSantis. So he's had those two groups not just change in, in terms of one going for him that wasn't before. They have both exploded in terms of him now just winning outright majorities, massive landslides with both groups. It's why he's been so consistently ahead in Iowa. And it does set up, obviously. We are six days away from the caucuses themselves. Before that, I will say, we will have one final NBC News Des Moines Register poll before the caucuses. It's the one the whole political world is usually waiting on. Ann Selzer, the great pollster, takes it. And we'll see if either of these groups, if there's any sign of late movement in either of those groups, because that's what it would take for any of these candidates to stop Trump or to make this close. Do you hear behind the scenes? <laughs> She's trying to do anything she can. I do not hear you. I, can't, I'm not, I'm, I, don't, I just don't get it. What's wrong with you people who like God? What happened to you? <laughs> so so De- so Ron DeSantis gets 12%. 12% of the first time caucus goer vote in this NBC poll. Don't you do, don't you hate it when you put out a poll and it ends up punching you in the face to Donald Trump 63%. He's got Ron DeSantis in first time caucus goers by 51%. Dude has not done a single debate. He had 30% in 2016 of the first-time caucus goers. More than doubling that. Now, let me ask you this. How many of you honestly still believe that Joe Biden won in 2020? Right? How many of you honestly believe that? Ah, as a conspiracy theory. Well, every conspiracy theory that we've been accused of of dropping has turned out to be true. And if this is going to set the scene for what's coming down the pike, Super Tuesday, how many different how many different elections is that? The 13 states, something like that. It is going to <laughs> Mika Brzezinski is gonna need to get a lot more paper to shuffle, my friends, because she's gonna be very unhappy. Anyway, that's fun to watch, my friends. Very fun to watch. You know what's not fun? When you have an entire country that comes in today as our Wendy Bell Radio Network Lib of the Week. Who could it be? Where could it be? We've got the details for you. You decide if we're right or wrong next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Wendy Bell Radio program. I will freely admit to you this is something we have never, ever done before. But I think, Brock, I think it's fitting. I think people are ready for this. It's time. Time now for the Wendy Bell Radio programs. Love me, love me, love me. I'm a liberal. Liberal of the week. So I think it was probably in the last year or so that I started paying attention to the Amazon guy in our neighborhood, making sure that he took pictures every time he dropped a delivery off at somebody's door. Clearly, there's a liability issue going on there where people are saying, wait a minute, I ordered something and you say you delivered it, but I haven't gotten it. And so the delivery drivers now have to snap a picture and email it to you. And also it's part of their record at Amazon or whatever service that you use to, to prove, no, no, we did, we did deliver it. Now whatever happened to it is not our fault, right? It's somebody else's fault. Well, we know that there is a porch pirate issue 
not just in the United States, but apparently really bad in Canada. And got to say, Canada is our lib of the week today. Lord Farquaad and his terrible gang of thieves have decided to do something completely ridiculous. So I want to read this to you. (laughs) Uh, Porch pirates, a daily problem in Montreal West. So Montreal West, known for its large porches, but around the holidays, those porches are a big target for thieves or the so-called porch pirates. It's something we deal with on a daily basis, said Montreal West counselor responsible for public security, Lauren Small Pennyfather. Well, she said packages are stolen from homes regularly. And while there are bylaws and police officers in the community who know about the problem, she says the pirates are getting smarter. You have people, she says, who are following the vehicles. And when they see a parcel that's been dropped off, they then go and take the parcel if nobody comes to the door to retrieve it. In fact, a recent FedEx survey has found that porch thefts are really, really on the rise in Canada. According to the survey, one in four Canadians has had had a package stolen and as more people install porch security cameras more acts of porch piracy are being caught on video well one would think if you've got video from a ring doorbell or some other system and you see some goon coming up and stealing your jazz it would be reasonable to take that edit it and put it out on your social media page look at this Does anybody recognize this individual? Has anybody else had a problem with this individual? Can we help track them down? (laughs) Well, apparently, provincial police are urging Quebecers not to post the clips online. (laughs) Not to post these video clips of people stealing their crap from the porch online. Because there could be a case for defamation. Wait, 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 what? You think that we could be sued by people who are stealing our crap? Wait, I, I got to hear this. We got a little audio, if I'm not mistaken. Let's listen in and see how they explain this, this doozy. Go. Provincial police are urging Quebecers to not post those clips online because they say there could be a case for defamation. You cannot post the images yourself because uh, uh, you have to remember that in Canada we have a presumption of innocence mm-hmm. and that posting that picture could be a violation of private life. Instead, he says if anything is stolen, call 911. If you get some proof that somebody might have stolen something, then call the police <laughs> give the proof to the police, and then we'll do the the investigation. We'll bring that person to justice and we'll file some charges. Oh, hell you will. Are you kidding me? Hey, 911. Boop, boop, boop. Hi. Yes, uh, police. No, well, it is an emergency because I I really wanted that whatever, right? Somebody stole something off my porch. Oh, we'll be right over. Said no police officer ever. Call 911. We'll get on it right away. They'll long be gone with your belongings, right? But, hey, that's the strategy. We don't want to identify people. There's a presumption of innocence in our country. Um, uh, what, What about the video that shows that they're not innocent? Because the video shows them doing it. 
This, my friends, is called Crazy Town, Canada, where people who break the law have more rights than you do when you catch them in the act. Isn't this just so par for the course? It's so choosing winners over losers. Who were the winners? Anybody named Biden or Clinton? Anybody who flew on the Lolita Express or went to Epstein's Island, apparently? Anybody who's a migrant, right? Who the Democrats need to register to vote? Anybody who's a who's an activist, a left activist who lives with a bunch of cats? <laughs> ah, that'll take off that one listener. Whatever. Right? These are the winners. You can do whatever the hell you want. Get away with that. You can steal. You can rob. You can lie. You can all of it, right? And then who are the losers? Students who've been displaced from their school by migrants. How about anybody who follows the law? Who believes in Honesty and truth and integrity and morality. Yeah. Anybody who believes in patriotism. Anybody who believes in the First Amendment. Anybody who believes in your God-given right to live the freest life that you possibly can. You are the threat to democracy. So watch out, Canada. Don't you dare put those videos online because Laura Fardquad's posse apparently has nothing better to do than to come and mess in your life. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Delighted that you were here. Hope you come back tomorrow. Get our podcast, Wendy Bell Radio. Let us know what you think about it. Until then, peace. Peace.